Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this All-Ireland Hurling Final Sunday and what a game in Croke Park. Limerick have beaten Kilkenny and claimed a third title in a row. Seanie McGrath gives us his immediate reaction. We'll also have a full-time report and uh, maybe some audio later on as well from either of the two camps. Uh, keeping an eye on the open, as Cullum said, Cam Smith is now in the lead. He's on 19 under. McElroy is a hole behind him and a shot behind him. He's 18 under. We'll keep an eye on it. Hayley Ryan gives us her thoughts ahead of the Camogial Ireland semi-finals next weekend Katie O'Mahony also joins then we turn our attention to the football Corker in the All-Ireland LGFA under 16A semi-final Joe McCarthy spoke to their manager and we'll hear from Kerry manager Jack O'Connor and goalkeeper Shane Ryan ahead of next Sunday's All-Ireland that's all coming up before 7 Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the big red bench. Let's get the latest from the golf. Dennis Corwin is at St Andrews. It's very tight at the top here at St Andrews with Cameron Smith now leading Rory McIlroy by a single shot with five holes to play. McIlroy made the turn in one under par and he birdied the 10th to move to 18 under but Australian Cameron Smith grabbed the bull by the horns from the turn with five straight birdies to move into the lead on 19 under but McIlroy still has the par 5 14th to come. Cameron Young is still firmly in the hunt but Victor Hovland has found the going tough today. He's won over par for his round and four off the lead but it's going to be a very interesting last hour or so here at St Andrews and don't rule out a playoff at the 150th Open Championship I'm Dennis Kerwin Yeah it's all heating up there um, St Andrews uh, yeah it's a, it's a funny old course isn't it Like, and it's it's all pretty much burnt as well this week um, but uh, yeah it's, uh, it's it's been a great watch and uh, hopefully Rory um, hopefully he can go and do it because uh, it'd be nice to see him break that uh, duct was it 2011 or 12 was it uh, since the major so um, yeah uh, Cam Smith though when he gets going he's unbelievable so let's see what happens uh, some football news to bring you Manchester United have agreed a £57 million deal with Ajax for Lissandro Martinez uh, defender come defensive midfielder um, the Argentinian international is expected to sign a five year contract to join up with former boss Eric Ten Hag at Old Trafford uh, Derry City could move up to this to, up to second place in the SSC Electricity Premier Division table this evening they travel to Bally Buffet to take on Finn Harps in a Northwest Derby that's just underway. Uh, also underway, Sligo Rovers welcome UCD to the showgrounds. Uh, Sweden uh, will top their group, uh, I would say, at this stage in the Women's European Championships this halftime. They're 3 0 up in Portugal in Group C. And uh, the Netherlands, they were the leaders on goal difference. It's nil all at halftime between them and Switzerland at Bramall Lane. So um, presumably the Netherlands will go through there if they if they get the point. Um, now, uh, just quick update to bring you a while ago there brought you a story about a fundraiser for Marymount it was in honour of um, Killian Lawton who unfortunately passed away um, really young from, from an illness and uh, it was a virtual walk or run and um, I was speaking to Killian's sister Nora on Friday they've raised over 26,000 and counting so well done to all of them uh, great stuff and uh, they've certainly honoured his memory and um, just fantastic to see people doing work like that and um, it's, it's huge as well for, for Marymount uh, now let's get into the hurling. Uh, let's get a full-time report uh, from Croke Park. Ashling O'Reilly saw Limerick beat Kilkenny. It's ball 
time here in Crow Park. It was absolutely epic. And Limerick are the 2022 All-Ireland champions. It finished Kilkenny 226, Limerick 131. It was four minutes gone in the game when a long ball inside found the danger man, Garoad Hegarty. Hegarty, as cool as you like, buried it to the top right-hand corner. It was 38 minutes gone when Walter Welsh, fresh off the bench, ran at the Limerick defence, hand-passed it off to Billy Ryan, who hit a low and hard to beat Nicky Quaid, and it was game on with just three between them. What an impact Walsh has made in every aspect for the Cats, getting one from play with 43 minutes gone on the clock. A massive moment for Kilkenny came on the 47 minute. TJ to Cody, Cody to Martin Keoghan, who fired at home. That was quickly followed up by a John Donnelly point to level the game for the first time. Further points from Dermot Burns and two from Tom Morrissey put Limerick back in control. TJ Reid hit two frees over the bar, one from inside his own 45. And Richie Hogan came off the bench for Kilkenny with 59 minutes gone in the clock. And Hogan does what he does best and level the game on 63 minutes to a massive cheer here in Crow Park. Further points from Kyle Hayes and Carl O'Neill. And once again, a monster score from Garode Hegarty sealed the deal for Limerick. An All-Ireland final with absolutely everything. What a game with two exceptional teams. It's Limerick, who are the three in a row All-Ireland champions. The full-time score, Kilkenny 226, Limerick 131. Yeah, fantastic game in Croke Park and uh, I caught Cork legend Shawnee McGrath as he was leaving the stadium. All right, Shawnee McGrath, you were just in Croke Park. A fantastic final and uh, Limerick winning out and winning three in a row. Uh, great day for them. Yeah, incredible. Um, just an amazing achievement in his own life to get a three in a row and he scored four and five years. It's um, just testament to how good they really are. Um, and if you're at Kilkenny as well, they made an incredible spectacle. I suppose they're not to the neutral. <laughs> What I was praying for was that coming down the stretch with 10 minutes to go, it would be a close game. And at that stage, the 60, 61st minute, it was only a pint in it. So, as a spectacle aid, it was um, certainly one of the best finals I've seen. And um, credit off to Limerick, because definitely kill Kenny through the kitchen sink in him there. <laughs> like, just some individual talent, like, and, and just moments to, in the game. And, like, in the first half, Hegarty's goal, like, what a fantastic strike that was. Well, you won't see a finer goal in Crow Park, like. Yeah, one of the best goals you, you'll see, especially in the, the fact that it was in the final, even made it all the more brilliant. Um, and he definitely meant this. You see when he struck the ball first, like, obviously go for a pint, but they're going to have to replay it. was an incredible stroke into the, the, top, the top corner, one more, he had no chance. And yeah, well, collectively, they all work extremely hard. And but it's like Graham O'Cahey and their half back line, you know, they're very structured and organised. You know, the game can be decided and was decided by moments of brilliance. Um, he got great scores when they needed them, and I thought Tom Morrissey in the second half, when they needed settling down scores. Um, they were just absolutely outstanding so yeah but that was one of many highlights in the, in the, in the game one of the highlight moments it was an incredible goal in the top corner the game totally changed when uh, Wally Welsh came on and he only got a point himself but like what an impact he made and uh, it was the, the reason really we had a game going down the stretch yeah I suppose so I mean like they were so dominant Kenny their halfback then is always so dominant but the game kind of mixed it up a bit and they were going short with puckouts and not in the first half and they had to make a change um, while the Welsh came in a right half forward and yeah, he won primary ball and also kind of was involved in that secondary ball, the dirty ball, he was winning it, but certainly the goal he set up in the finish. And the two goals are spectacularly finished, I thought, because Billy Ryan, sometimes when you're in that position, you're almost too much time. And the second goal was a great finish from Matthew Keown, you know, kind of turning up from his left to his right and finishing expertly. So there were two brilliant goals and definitely Walter Bosch made a huge difference. And it probably is one of the few ways you can maybe counteract that brilliant Limerick halfback that is with a bit of physicality and height and Walter Walsh down through the years has shown how brilliant he can be and certainly got the crowd going and Richie Hogan's introduction as well just so you know some players they get the crowd going when he got his point which was a wall of sound a complete crescendo yeah. so 
you know, all those things added to a great game. The introduction of solves, you know, changing the game, just a fabulous game to witness. It was a brilliant moment as well for, for Richie, like because he, he's been through a lot and to come back into the team and, and to have that moment I was personally I was delighted for him. Yeah, and it goes to textbook score, like I mean he, he's so good right and left, but you know, he didn't take the man on, he just controlled the ball. He was in oceans of space, I think with Nancy found him down the line, but brilliant, brilliant textbook score off his left and you know, clinch fish to the crowd. I mean, whether he keeps going or not he can save at that moment, but he's a winner. I mean, obviously tonight he's very, very disappointed, but just to see his introduction and the appreciation he got from the Kenny fans was yeah, well, I suppose a word on on Limerick. Then um, this is we were saying a couple of weeks ago. Would this be the crowning glory? A three in a row and beating Kilkenny, the the only team that has beaten them in the last uh, couple of years, and uh, certainly for John Kiley to beat Brian Cody and, and and to to win this third title in a row is it's huge for him and it puts Limerick up there as one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah, but out there, and then looking at the age profile and other fellas that come on, you see Carlo Neal and they're really coming on with the age profile and, and, and the bench uh, suggests that they're not going away either. But yeah, it's a fantastic achievement. You know, and they're a kind of a season team now when players don't play well, they can come back and do well the next day. You know, they have forward line struggles. Tom Morrissey and Gerard Hagerty were substituted against Galway and they were absolutely outstanding. I don't exactly have the scores at hand, but I think Gerard Hagerty was around 1 4 1 5, Tom Morrissey around 4 to 5 points. You know, an, an unbelievable. Um, contribution from your half forward and then obviously then Kyle Hayes the work horse wants the chips in and can now come back to the favourite almost defensive position when they go and get tough so all in all I suppose they just showed an incredible maturity and again like Galway when teams are coming at them they just have that sense of settling things down getting the settling score doing nothing silly tipping the ball over the bar finding the man in the best place everything you want from a team is to push yourself ahead so yeah an incredible achievement for John Kyle and all his backroom team and certainly I'm sure they'll favour this one for many a week to come yeah, just finally then, the blazing sunshine, um, close enough to a cellar. I don't think it was a cellar, a, a, a full house in Croke Park. There was a few empty seats, but what an occasion. It looked to be It looked to be some atmosphere there. Yeah, it was an unbelievable occasion. and certainly one of the landmark days on, on the sporting calendar. Um, I suppose, obviously, as a GMN, for us, it's, it's the greatest day ever, really, I suppose, when it comes to an occasion, uh, just to witness it. And, you know, it gives you a sense of as well of, Almost, I don't know what word to use, bitterness or disappointment. That may be our own country. Yeah. There, you know, if we could get back to those occasions, because I'm certain that if the talk crowd would be up there today, they'd be a bit as vocal as the Limerick lads. Um, but yeah, I, I try and make, make as many as I can, even at the neutral. And today didn't disappoint. It was one of the best times I was ever at in. Great stuff, well, Shawnee. I'm going to let you head back to the car and uh, head on home. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Take care, bye. Yeah, great praise indeed to Shawnee uh, McGrath there saying it was one of the best ones he's ever been at. Um, it was certainly a fantastic game. And uh, yeah, the crowd looked uh, right up for it as well. And uh, great stuff. Um, and uh, we will have some audio a little later on, uh, just keeping an eye on the golf. Cam Smith uh, paired the 15th, so he's still a shot ahead of McElroy, who's on the fairway of the 15th. But it looks like McElroy's going to have to pick up a shot because uh, waiting for Cam Smith to drop a shot. Uh, could be waiting a while <laughs> so and there's not many holes for him left to do that either so uh, yeah uh, Rory's going to have to have to find something there to try and take to a playoff anyway uh, let's get into a bit of Camogie and then we'll get the uh, audio from um, Limerick and Kilkenny Corkin to meet this uh, Camogie player and uh, our own uh, presenter here at the weekends as well Hayley Ryan is busily uh, preparing for our county's upcoming All-Ireland semi-final the rising Red FM star and radio presenter made a brief appearance on this week's Love Island after Sunday show uh, with Laura Whitmore um, of course Haley does uh, some fantastic impressions of all the gang on Love Island here she was speaking with Jeremy McCarthy 
No, it is a rare thrill to have here on the Big Red Bench with us uh, one of Cork Red FM's finest presenters uh, as well as that and now a global superstar thanks to her Love Island exploits here to explain all that and Cork Intermediate Camogie God, is there anything she can't do? Hayley Ryan, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jerry. Nice to chat to you. It is. Before we go any further, um, your coverage of Love Island, uh, the hit TV series, uh, via Red FM and via your Twitter account and social media accounts has been excellent, including your fantastic impressions of some of the people involved in that. But lo and behold, there we were watching Love Island After Sun last night and you popped up on screen. I know. That was that was actually just as much of a shock to me as it was to the people. I wasn't on my phone at the time and then I went back to my phone and there was just loads of messages saying I was on Love Island after sun, which I couldn't because I was like, I'm, I'm fully in Cork, so I don't know where where it was coming from. And I just went back and downloaded it and there, there it was. A lovely moment for you though. I mean, considering all the work you've been putting into it and covering it and your brilliant impressions. Um, I mean, like, you, you don't get on After Sun and, you know, globally across the world on that show unless you've done something right. So you, it's a lovely thing. It is a lovely moment. It was, yeah, definitely. Even just I was hearing Laura Whitmore say my name, I was kind of a bit <laughs> starstruck. So it was, yeah, no, it was lovely. It was cool. So before we talk about Camogie, because I know uh, Love Island is fast approaching the episode we both want to watch, can I just ask you, in terms of Love Island's appeal and its its success and everything that's been happening, I mean, a lot of people like myself are avid viewers of it, um, what your impressions are of this season? Because we're, we're well into it now. We've had some absolutely cracking episodes. And can I just say my own hero, my own favourite, Davide? Davide is your favourite. Yeah, no, I'd be a big fan of Davide and Ekisu. Baby fan. I, I actually, I love this season. I think it's, it's brilliant. There's no one, what I like as well, it's very unpredictable. I don't think you could tell right now who's going to win. There was no set winners and cast and more and everything threw everything up in the air. So I love it. There's just been drama from, from the start. So yeah, I think it's fab. And we're all about the drama, Hayley, as everyone knows. That's what we want to see. That's what we, what we keep <laughs> tuning in. All drama, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Absolutely. Aside from presenting on Red FM and doing a fantastic job, aside from all your Love Island work, you are a Cork Intermediate Intercounty Camogie player and a very good one at that as well. Since we last spoke on the pitch at Parky Ring when you beat Kildare in your final group match, um, how have preparations been going? At the, at the time of this recording, we don't know who Cork Intermediates are playing in the All-Ireland semi-final scheduled for Nolan Park in Kilkenny on the 23rd of July. But what we do know is that you've been working very hard. But how, have, how are preparations going, Hayley? Yeah, they're going good. I think, do you know what, in fairness, it's just been a fantastic buzz all year long. I think um, the management who came in, obviously, it was, it was a new management, so it was very tough for them to take on a whole new batch of players. But just from the start, everyone's gelled. We really do get on as well, which I think is very important. I think from one to 31, there's 31 players on the panel and just everybody gets on like a house on fire. Um, and everyone's working. It's so competitive. Um, like there's about two or three for every position. So it's just hell for leather. You can't. You have to have your socks up like all day, every day, because it's just someone could come in and take your position, you know. So everyone's working hard, and I think just building now to be true to an all Ireland semi final. Talk to me about Trevor Coleman because as a manager he's been on, on with us on the big red bench he's been brilliant to us all year just in covering uh, the Cork Intermediates but as a manager he seems much like his senior counterpart Matthew Toomey a very good man manager and able to speak individually to players but very very good at coaching as well. Yeah he is no in fairness he's brilliant he's, good, he's a great people person you know he kind of takes everyone's interests into consideration it's just I think there's a great balance as well he's, like he's, he's serious but he's well even have the crack as well you know and I think that's that's important when you're in team. So yes, it's an intercounty setup and it's very serious and it's tough, but it's it's important that girls are enjoying it too. And all, I think everybody is enjoying it, whether you're starting or not. It's just 
everyone gets on, like I said, and Trevor has been brilliant, in fairness, and the lads with him have been excellent as well. It's a very competitive environment, as you said, at inter-county level. An intermediate panel is no different. And with Cork, because there's so many clubs, so many players playing camogie at adult level, like yourself, um, the intermediate is probably just, as you said, the competitive nature of training and the environment that you're in is the best possible preparation for those who will hopefully move on to the senior setup at some stage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think like there's no difference really, even from when I went back to high school playing with Ashburn, which is very, very tough college camogie. Like this, this is just as tough really, whoever you're marking. So yeah, I think it's, you know, I, I mean, this, our senior team are fantastic. And I think there's some excellent players on the senior panel, obviously, but I think that there's just, there's, there's not a huge, huge gap. And you'd notice that even in training or when you're playing club matches, like say, obviously last year's senior county final against Inascari, you're playing against some of the best players in the county. And it's very, you can notice very little difference. So, you know, there's plenty of girls that I'd have, I have full faith in everyone on our panel, really. You know, they're all excellent and, and very, very tough to mark. Being an inter-county player, though, Haley, it takes up all of your free time. Now, I know you're very busy with what you're doing with Red FM, and we're delighted to see you doing so well, and everything else, Love Island Associated as well. But your free time, and with the travel in the news recently, and, the, you know, the fuel and the mileage costs for players, it's not easy being an inter-county player, is what I'm trying to get at, but you do it because you're passionate about the sport and you enjoy playing it. But is it easy to be an inter-county player in 2022? Um, it's, do you know what? It is tough, I suppose. I, my friends, I call them my friends from school because I've got my sports friends who I see every day and then I've got my friends from school and I say they forget what my face looks like now at the moment. <laughs> Even just, I, I, I pop in and out of the group chat every so often and I say, they're, oh, here she is, Haley's typing. You know, cause I just, you just don't have time. Like, you just, you just can't, you know, you only really see the girls that you're playing with. So I see all, you know, at the moment it's even just, I don't even get to see the club girls that often. I might get down to the odd club session, you know, um, but, Really, at the moment, all I get to see are the, the girls with, with Cork. Um, and that's just, I suppose that's just the joys of it. You, you know, we do it because we love it. Like you said, we, like I enjoy going into club, or club training, of course, but I enjoy into county training and the matches. And then once, once it's over, you know, there's a short enough season in it. So you kind of, for the few months that's in it, you just put it in and then you get your, your nights out, your, your holidays with your friends. They'll all come eventually, but you just have to, you have to make sacrifices for the few months that's in it. Does that make it easier, Haley, than knowing because of the split season you'll have time to do that as well as play for your club? I think it does. And you know what? It's enjoyable anyway. I love it. I love going down. And, and not, I don't actually love the sacrifices, but in the moment you don't notice it. I don't notice that I'm missing this night out because I'll have another night out. And we make up for it anyway, as you can probably imagine. We make up for, <laughs> we make up for last time. <laughs> That's one of the things I noticed though and I've said it about the Cork Senior Panel as well maybe it's because I've been around them so much at the matches but there is a nice buzz I mean obviously you're there to do the business and it's a very it's a very straight very serious business that you do at inter-county level even at intermediate inter-county level is quite serious because there's a potential of an All-Ireland Championship here but there does seem to be an atmosphere around you between the management and the players and I noticed that the last couple of games I've covered for covered you that even afterwards you can see that it's not very cliquish there's a very very good bond I mean that isn't something you can manufacture it just happens exactly yeah and it's there is a great bond there's great camaraderie on the team like I think um, oh geez, I, I have nothing negative to say about anyone like we really do genuinely get on and I think that's, that's the making of any team if you don't you know if there is clicks and if there is I suppose you know people that don't get on you won't get fired but I, there's not one click on our on, on our panel like I think mm. from the younger girls right up to the I won't say I won't say older because I get shot for that <laughs> but, it's, but the more experienced players they know themselves who they are but uh, there's just you could chat anyone none of the younger ones would feel you know under pressure about speaking to somebody who's been on the panel for a good few years and vice versa so it's just 
no, it's a really lovely environment. I, I, I really enjoy being a part of it anyway. Excellent stuff. Well, listen, uh, we wish you and the Trevor Coleman and his management team in the Intermediates all the best on the 23rd of July, the uh, All-Ireland Intermediate Semi-Finals, a doubleheader in Nolan Park and Kilkenny, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock throw-ins. As we record this, we don't know who Cork will be playing, but they will be involved and one step away, hopefully, from an All-Ireland final appearance. Before I let you go, I have to go back to Love Island again because I'm a big fan, as you've probably guessed at this stage. Ekin Sue and Davide obviously are my favourites and a lot of people's favourites, but I don't know if they're going to win it Haley, this is my point. I think Davide has another explosion left in him. And if they do a movie night like they've done in previous seasons, it's, God knows what will happen. Aside from those two, who has a chance of winning this? If the movie night happens now, that everyone will know you're a liar. You're a liar <laughs> and an actress. You see, Jerry. That's the thing. I, I do know. If, 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 do you know what? I think at this point now, I would love India and Dami to win. And I did go mm. off Dami after what he did in Castlemore, but I just, think in terms of chemistry they probably do have the best chemistry I don't like Luca and Gemma together because I, I don't think that Gemma actually can stand Luca deep down I just think she's probably afraid yes afraid to, to uncouple at this stage yeah yeah, yeah I he's think a bit he is, thingy but, in terms oh my days oh god <laughs> kingy is the word so yeah I think at this point Dami and Dami and India just do you know what I think just for India really not so much Dami he did mess yeah. up with all of it, but I do think he genuinely likes her I do I think you can see that that's very, so that's at this point, but is it a two weeks or is it three? Uh, I don't know. I just want to keep watching like everyone else late in the evenings. And yeah. just finally before... It's no shame. No, no I, I'm openly a, a big fan at this stage, so I get really cute, <laughs> but I don't care. It's lovely. It's just, it's it's, it's, it's the drama, Haley. I want to watch the drama. Oh, it is. Before I let you yeah. go, can you please give us an example of the fantastic page impression that got you on Love Island after, after Sun all around the world with Laura Whitmore? Oh my god, I'm one hundred percent. Like I hundred percent am into Jack. Like I do I do really, really like him. But he's cheated on me. Like he's literally done the dirt. I can't cope. I literally can't cope. <laughs> oh my god, that's scary. That's scary good. Listen scary. <laughs> It's been a real pleasure talking to you as a Cork intermediate Kawogi player and a very good Cork intermediate Kawogi player and also as one of uh, Red FM's rising stars. Um where can we hear you uh, on the radio and when when can when can we when can we see, hear you on your show? So Saturday mornings for Saturday breakfast, 7 10 a.m. every Saturday. If you're not tuning in, you're missing out. That's Hayley Ryan. Um, <laughs> once again, thanks very, very much. Uh, I'm going to let you go because the Love Island's about to start and we both want to watch it very badly. And who knows, Hayley, when, uh, by the time the season is over and maybe when Love Island finishes, we'll get you back on to get your views on that as well because I have a feeling this segment is going to be a big hit. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us here on the Big Red Bench. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for all you do as well for women in sports. Thank you. Don't get me wrong, by all means, John McCarthy, one of the finest uh, sports journalists you will get out there, but uh, he's in the wrong business, lads. Get on, get on the, get on the, himself an easy show, busy, need to go in and, and do some sort of unbelievable crossover because the man is, he's, he's a waste, us. He's a waste in sport. Anyway, great stuff there, Jar uh, and, and Hayley Ryan, um, ahead of the, the All Ireland semi finals next weekend. Uh, we have a more camogie coming up after the break. Before we get to the break, we have some audio from the All Ireland hurling final. Let's first hear from uh, the defeated manager, uh, Kilkenny's Brian Cody. Uh, he's speaking to Ashley, Ashling O'Reilly. Brian, what an epic final. Um, two exceptions. 
exceptional teams and it's just cruel that any team has to come out on the wrong side of it. How are you feeling? Uh, look, I mean, we're the team came out on the wrong side of it, so obviously everybody is just heartbroken, I suppose. Um, but absolutely, the effort of our players is magnificent. Obviously, Limerick won the game, they're outstanding champions, and what they've achieved today, they've achieved three in a row, which is, you know, tells its own story. So we can say it's full credit to them and well done to them, but huge um, admiration for what our players put into it. Yeah, you threw everything at them and you brought it back level. Do you think from then you're going to kick on? Well, I knew we were going to keep going at it. I also knew that um, you know they were going to not lay down for sure. So it's going to going to go to the very end, and unfortunately, we just came up short. Richie Hogan came off the bench. He got the the point to level it. What a player! He's been exceptional for Kilkenny throughout the years. It was great to see him come on and have that moment. I know it didn't go your way in the end, but great for him as well to to score that score. Yeah, for sure. Great point take. I mean, so many great scores during the whole game. Richie is just one player in the whole panel and obviously has given great service for sure. But like, again, I thought our players were magnificent. A very special group and they'll go again? Look, today is a day for disappointment and, and, and getting back in. We'll go back to Kilkenny and we just, the lads will go back to their clubs and everything kicks off again. Thanks, Brian, for an epic game. Thanks so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, bring Cody there. And uh, now let's hear from the Limerick captain, Declan Hannan. Declan, 2022 All-Ireland Champions, three in a row. You must be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, we're delighted now. We're kind of knackered as well at the same time. It was a, a seriously physical battle, I suppose, from start to finish. And I suppose Kilkenny being Kilkenny just kept going and going. And we, we, we kind of built up a couple of leads throughout the game. But, you know, just to get over the line by a point would have done us. So we're just delighted. Our, our bench again, I suppose, came on and drove us over the line for a finish. So over the moon, like, it's great. You'll be so tired after games. It's yeah. really hard to celebrate. But <laughs> no, we are. We're, de- we're delighted. It's, it's, it's the biggest day in the calendar year. So to come out the right side is, is fantastic. Yeah. It looked to have absolutely everything out there, and you threw everything at it. But yeah, Kilkenny, they don't lie down. No, they don't, and I suppose that's why they've won so many All Irelands over the years, and that's why they're the kingpins. And as I said earlier on, we've learned so much from Kilkenny down through the years of how they play the game and how to keep going and going. And again today, like as I said, we built up a couple of these, but they just came back, and the momentum was probably with them in the last five, six, seven minutes when they drew level and it looked like they were going to push on but um, I suppose the Munster final in the Ireland semi-final we kind of ground out games in the last five, six minutes so I suppose that experience stood to us again and uh, just sure overjoyed now so we are. And when Richie Hogan came on there was a huge cheer of course he's been a stalwart for Kilkenny for so many years he got that point to level it what was going through your head then? Yeah, sure. Like I mean, it's funny. Like as a player, you kind of just get ready again for the next ball. And I think whenever Kenny got the goals or a big score, we kind of hit him back straight away with a point. I think Kyle got a couple there and Garrod and Tom saw it. They were immense today. But yeah, Richie Hogan, I just was. <laughs> Not that it's great that I was delighted to see him coming on because he's such a serious player, but you know what a, a career he's had with Kilkenny and the point he scored was an unbelievable score. Like it feels like watching this Limerick team that it's it's a really special team, a team that's going to go down in history. I suppose yeah, we're kind of creating our own history all the way along there and uh, enjoying it all. We have we've great crack like the boys are good fun and I'm sure the next few days will be a bit of um, I don't know a bit of crack again. So we'll be there. <laughs> you said you're going to make up for some lost time during yeah, COVID. Absolutely, sure. We celebrated one year on the train and went home in 2020 and that was it. So. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll have a great fun now in the next few days. <laughs> what happens in the next few days? I have no idea, but sure we'll just go with the flow now. So we will. <laughs> Brilliant, Declan. Thanks so much. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, Declan Hannon there uh, speaking to Ashling O'Reilly after three in a row for Limerick um, in Croke Park just reading here Fintan O'Toole tweeting out eight All-Ireland title wins now for Paul Canark as a coach five senior and three with under 21 I presume that's four with Limerick and one with Clare Clare in 2013 and look we don't want to drag that up again but uh, yeah uh, it's just uh, as uh, John Kiley's sidekick um, obviously a fantastically talented coach and uh, Limerick will be around for a few years more um, anyway Camogie Com- more Camogie Com- coming up 
after the break and uh, ladies football and uh, much much more build up to the All-Ireland football final as well don't go away The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench yeah, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Aidan Lee here with you until 7. Cam Smith still leads the Open at St. Andrews. He's uh, walking down the 18th, I think, is he? Yeah, he's on the 18th. Um, 19 under par, McElroy, 18 under par and a hole behind him. So let's see what happens there. It's uh, super, super stuff, though. Uh, great, great viewing. Uh, now let's get back into the Camogie. Katie O'Mahony has been one of the uh, Cork Camogie senior team's most consistent players this year. Uh, O'Mahony joined... Jur um, on the Women's Sport Podcast during the week. Uh, let's hear from her now as they prepare for the All Ireland semi final. Thrilled to be joined on the Big Red Bench now by one of Cork Camogie senior panel's uh, most consistent players this past year and somebody gearing up for an All Ireland semi final appearance on the 23rd of July in Crow Park, and that is in the Scarra's Katie O'Mahony. Katie, you're very welcome to the bench. How are you? Thanks, Megan. Jerry, delighted to have an old chat. Yes, an old chat, and there's never a bad time to have an old chat. Um, yeah. As we record this, um, you are, you know, still two weekends out from, or sorry, two, yeah, two weeks out from playing an All Ireland semi final. You're coming off a disappointing loss to Tipperary uh, at the start of the month. So, I suppose, first of all, how have preparations been going since that last match? And the gap between your last match and the semi final, is it a good or a bad thing to have that amount of time to prepare? Yeah, look, we were disappointed with the loss against Tip our main aim of the group was to not lose a game and to qualify for the semi-finals and obviously that last game was a bit of a blip in the road but we went back to training on the Tuesday after and we had a hard chat and just assessed where we were at and what our aims were for the next three weeks and we've really, really settled back into training and there's a great buzz again and we know what has to be done for the next two weeks now so I think it's a great buzz now and we're delighted to be back in the semi-finals. Indeed, it's been a bit of a sprint this season because you've had match after match in your particular group. I mean, obviously, you're away to Wexford, Clare, Dublin, Waterford, and then Tipperary um, to finish off the group stage. Um, Katie, I mean, you know, you'd have prepared very hard for this coming out of the Munster Championship in the National League, but what's it been like? Because it seemed there for a couple of weeks, it was like game after game after game, and it's a very different type of championship, and I know it's your first year up as senior, but it is very different with the split season now. Yeah, it's, it is busy. Like it's it's hard going for the panel. Like if you have injuries or different things going on, it's it's it is hard going. But in fairness with the squad we have, there's girls in and out and in and out for championship games, and the trust from the management for everyone is huge. So it's been very positive few few weeks and very positive championship games for us because we've we've had new players like myself and other players that are in and out and it's just given a lot of experience to, to all of us playing together as a team How did you find the step up I suppose not so much the step up but the step into the senior intercounty panel Yeah it's been been huge for me a huge challenge but I'm really enjoying it and this time last year I never thought I'd be saying I was had a semi-final All-Ireland semi-final in two weeks in Crow Park so it's huge for me and I'm just giving it everything and just seeing where it gets me but hoping to to make a big um, impression on the intercounty standard and I'm doing my best at it at the moment anyway. 
You certainly are. And I mentioned the fact that you're one of Cork's most consistent players this year because you are, from when I've seen you and the match reports then that I've read, uh, your name keeps cropping up. I would describe you as a tigerish midfielder who gets stuck in, cliche alert. Um, is that a fair reflection of how you like playing or would you have a much better description? <laughs> no, that's about it, I'd say. Yeah, it'd be just about like giving everything, giving my all to everything, like every single ball is, the most important ball, the next ball, the next ball, you just have to keep going and it would be something that Matthew and the lads would always say that they'd be delighted with my work rate and that's like something I can control and something we can all control. So it's something I do bring to the field all the time and I hope to continue to do that. Matthew Toomey is um, sick of being on the podcast with me now at this day on the big red bench. I, I plague him in early every week and he's been very, very good to us. I'm only joking. He's been fantastic with us and also for access to the players like yourself. He comes across as a very level-headed guy and now during the matches like any inter-county manager he's roaring and shouting and there's, th- there's decisions to be shouted at and things to be made. But I think that level-headedness that he has and from his time working before you came in with Paddy Murray certainly, um, is, he, is he that kind of a calming influence? Is he somebody that you can go to and have that chat in the middle of a training session and he just comes across that way that he seems to be a very, very good personable person? My God, yeah. Like my experience with Matthew the last six months has been huge. Like he's given me confidence giving a lot of younger girls confidence as well I'm not one of the younger girls but he's given huge confidence to me and as you say he's quiet and calm and at training sessions he's always there but kind of takes a step back at times and steps in when he needs to and he knows he knows his players really well and that really means a lot to all of us and he is someone that we could go to at any stage if there was anything but also we know that we have to put in a performance for him and his standards are really high as well. So really positive for Matthew, yeah. Matthew brought in Davy Fitzgerald this year. I mean, to, there was an awful lot of media attention around it at the time. There still is to a certain aspect. No, there's Davy Fitzgerald, the pundit and the guy you see on television, you know, uh, in Ireland's fittest family. And then there's, you know, a lot of people look at him that way, but I've got a lot of respect for him for his coaching ability. And I'm just wondering from your point of view as a player, without giving away what he actually does, what 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 has it been like to be coached by this guy? This guy with all this experience, this all earned experience, and the fact that he chose the Cork Camogie setup to, to get involved with. What what has that experience been like for you as a player working with him? Yeah, it's been a bit surreal to be honest from from the start. You know, as you say, he's such a huge name in GA, and you could say what you see is what you get. Like his passion, he brings that. The minute he came with Cork Camogie, his whole life, his whole passion is for Cork Mogi and that's like we, we're hoping to bring that out in the field and I think it does come out in the players, that passion and his training sessions, everything, the standards the time, everything he puts into us is just phenomenal and like we're very thankful for it but we're, we're going to be thankful for, for what he does and show him on the field now in two weeks time hopefully He's not the only part. There's a big man, and Davy would be the first to tell you this. Like that, the the Cork management team. There's, there's quite a lot of people in there, and other individuals that are helping as well. It seems like a happy camp so far this year, um, Katie. And I'm not just saying that. You can see it on the sideline after the matches. You can see it during the the warm ups. There's a very there's a big togetherness about the panel this year, and there has to be if you're going to win in All Ireland. But the other management team members as well have been just as important. Oh my God, the the time and the effort from I'd say we could have. 10-12 on the management team that are there every single night, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. 
there an hour before a session setting up everything like it's not Davy, it's not Matthew like it's all of these people physios everything that goes into it and it is really positive and like all the lads involved um, are just huge for us and like as I say the effort that they put in and the time that they put in is phenomenal and it doesn't go unnoticed really like we really do appreciate it very well said. Um, the quarterfinals of the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship take place this coming weekend with Limerick taking on Waterford and Dublin taking on Kilkenny. So yourselves and Galway are already through to the semi-finals. Now you don't know who you're going to play, Katie, in that semi-final on the 23rd, but it's going to be in Crow Park. It's going to be a doubleheader and it's a huge day once again for Cork. Um, how much are you looking forward, first of all, to going up to Crow Park to play an All-Ireland semi-final? I would imagine it's something that every inter-county player aspires to and enjoys doing. Um, but because you don't know the opponent just yet, um, is it all about does that help focusing in on yourselves in the time it's in the time in between the semi final and now and that you can only talk about yourselves and work on yourselves? Yeah, the buzz is huge and to be honest, it won't matter who who we're up against, like it's really about focusing on ourselves and we know from the loss against Tipperary the things that we need to do ourselves before two weeks time and whether it's Kilkenny, Limerick, Waterford, Dublin like it's the same job that we used to do and we can only control those things so the buzz is huge and we'll be looking forward to seeing who we are against but again it, it won't matter much in the next two weeks of preparation because we have to, we have to concentrate on our own things and get those right Indeed, and look, it's not too far away. And um, you've had you're on such a very, very good run. Obviously, the disappointment of losing to Tip aside, it's been a very consistent year by the Cork seniors. When the championship is all over, and let's hope it's not until the final on the seventh uh, of August, he said. But when the championship is over, there won't be much of a turnaround, Katie. And I know you haven't had a chance to think about it, but the club championship will be coming up really quickly. Um, I know how much you love playing for an Escar. I've seen you playing for an Escar. How much it means to you, but and, and it's not in your head right now. But does it help? when the time comes that the intercounty is behind you and that then you have the time to fully focus on NSCAR? Yeah, I think, as you said, hopefully we do, we get to the 7th of August and we have a successful year. But yeah, it's 10 days later, I think, that we start back our first championship game with NSCAR and it's round robin for the first time as well with um, with clubs. So it's going to be really busy from when we finish up with intercounty straight into that. But yeah, like it's, it, it is really helpful that you can pass what's happened, whether it's celebrating or not, and you can you can give everything then to your club, as as girls do every year. But I do think it it is helpful to have it totally split, and you can focus then on that and be raring to go back for your club then. Raring to go indeed. Well, listen, between now and then, there's a small matter of an All-Ireland Championship to finish off. Um, you're on the right course at the moment. You'll know who your semi-finalist opponents are after this coming weekend and then on the 23rd of July as I said uh, a double hitter in Crow Park quarter past three and a half five throw-ins Cork and, and Galway are already there and they'll know their opponents after this weekend but until then uh, on behalf of everybody here at the Big Red Bench uh, Katie Manny, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us and the very best of luck in the meantime Thanks a million for having me there Thanks Well this is it for Rory McIlroy at the Open this has to go in uh, he's chipping in and it has to go in for Eagle and it's not going to go in and that is it Cameron Smith is going to win the Open at St Andrews uh, birdie the 18 to go to 20 under Cameron Young obviously drove the green on the 18th because he putted for Eagle and uh, ended up in 19 under ahead of McIlroy there's Cameron Smith finding out now that he has won the Open um, it's uh, his first major of course but it's 
been it's been coming for all year. He's been unbelievable, um, and uh, yeah, it's good to see him get over the line and win his first major. Uh, it's sad for McIlroy, of course, but um, look. Uh, he, in fairness, uh, in fairness, I think is this a, it's another top ten finish in a major, which I say he's going for some record at this stage. Surely they want the majors he's ended up in the top ten at, um, but it has to happen at some stage for him. And uh, it's not like he 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 blew up or anything this time. He I think he's one under for the day or two under for the day. Um, it's just that Cameron Smith was was unplayable. Uh, I think it was seven under. Uh, so uh, great stuff there at St Andrews, and uh, all done for another year. Uh, the inscriber there putting his name on the Clark jug. Uh, right, uh, let's uh, get into some ladies football. Cork play Cavan in next Wednesday night's All Ireland LGFA under sixteen A semi final in Nina. George spoke to uh, Munster LGFA winning and Cork manager Joe Carroll ahead of the clash. No, here on the Big Red Bench, it is a, going to be a big weekend for Cork Mogi next weekend. Obviously, the Cork Seniors are in All-Ireland uh, semi-final uh, against Waterford, but as well as that, uh, on the Sunday, on the 24th of July, at 4pm in UPMC Nolan Park, Kilkenny, as part of a doubleheader, the Glen Dimplex Intermediate All-Ireland semi-final sees Cork, um, uh, so, sorry, sees Meath and Galway up first in the curtain raiser, followed by Cork and Derry. And we're delighted to be joined on the line now by the Cork manager, uh, Trevor Coleman. Trevor, you're very welcome back to the bench. How are you? Uh, absolutely great John thanks for having us again you know all's good thank God we are, we are where we want to be exactly you are where you want to be you're two steps from an All-Ireland uh, title uh, it's not going to be easy by any means because you face a Derry team that came through a quarter final this past weekend in Port Leash beating Dublin 123 to 110 and as well as that as you bo- we both know you've already made that trip up to Owen Beg back at the end of June where Derry won 116 to 37 so obviously you've had a good look at Derry you've seen Derry and from a manager's point of view and your management team's point of view does the fact that Derry have won over on you has that helped focus minds of the players coming into this? Yeah, I think we spoke during the week and we were all saying we, we've played me twice, we've played me twice, so we were saying, look, Derry's probably the draw we want to get. We, we also played Derry in the league in Castle Road and we beat them, but again, they, they had to travel down to us on the same day and play the same day, so again, it's hard to take that into consideration after them getting off in nearly an eight-hour journey and coming and playing the match, so look, we, we put all that to one side. Yes, we played Derry up and big. We did have a good look at them and we went up the night before to be fair to the county board. They put us up the night before. We thought we did everything right. But again, the travelling up there, it still, it still takes a lot out of the players. Even went up the night before. So again, we two injuries going into that game. Siobhan Hutchinson and John Casey, we didn't start them because look, we'd, we'd say it in our panel. Again, so uh, we only lost by two points in the end. So it was a good outing. They, look, they have a good two players. Our forward line is very good. Arnie McAllister, look, we'll probably take a bit of mining. Issa Shaw, Sinead Mellon, they, they'll all take a bit of mining. But look, they, they'll have to worry about us as well, you know. So, again, we're looking forward to it. Preparations have gone very well, so we, we can't complain. Yeah, your preparations, you've had plenty of time because 2nd of July was the last time we would have spoke on the parking ring pitch after your 5.21 to 2.5 defeat of Kildare. That day were very, very impressive in patches, in your own words. This has got to be, without t- sounding like a cliche, this has got to be a full 60-minute performance, Trev. Oh, it does definitely look semi finals are definitely one job as we all know look we, we've yes I think as a team to put in a full 60 minutes I think we do we we have a right chance but to be fair to the goals look and uh, and and the panel there's goals the last couple of weeks we've had two challenge matches last week there's goals that haven't started after putting up their hand now so I think the biggest point this week is going to be trying to pick the teams and the hardest tied to this week mm-hmm. look, do we train just in the morning I have seven 
to be fair, in Castle Road before the seniors. So there was a good atmosphere down there training uh, alongside the seniors. So look, all is well. We can't complain on the injuries front. We've not so we've a full panel to pick for. We're, we're going up there. We we have no excuses. We go. We'll we'll try our best, and if our best is good enough, then hopefully we'll be in a double header with the, the seniors on the seventh of August. Yeah, that is the potential caveat for you because the All Ireland final should Cork seniors get there and get over Waterford, and ye managed to get over Derry. We'd have two Cork teams in All Ireland finals. That would be very special but you're too uh, shall I say experienced and uh, involved too many years Trevor to know that you can't really look beyond that and you're not looking beyond that but can I ask you the quality of Derry and the quality that they showed that day when you played them and the quality that they showed throughout the Glen Dimplex Championship as well because you know um, from a team up north like to win four out of five games like yourselves is no mean feat and that includes me around the other semi-final yeah, no, look, to be fair, look, they're, they're, they're an excellent team. They've, and looking at them uh, over the last few games, they seem to have got better as, as the year has gone on. You know, look, they're, like, they've stopped leading up there as a club who were competing in all Ireland finals uh, every year, all Ireland semi finals at the club. So they, they, have, they have a great pick up there. Like, the days of saying the Northern teams are not great anymore has gone. Look, which is great for Camogie and, and in the men's game. They, they seem to be constantly putting up to the teams down, down south down, uh, and the bigger counties in Camogie. So we can't take that for granted, you know what I mean, and we and we wouldn't. We'll, look, we we've taken we've taken more team for granted this year. We have, we went out to see them with the respect uh, like they deserve, and uh, like uh, hopefully we'll get over the line. And just finally, Trevor, from your own point of view, it's been a fantastic run to this point of the season for you and your management team. Your team has been, apart from that one blip up in Derry, you've been consistent and you've been scoring consistently. Is it just a case of keeping that going now in the lead into the match itself this week? I, I think so, definitely. Look, I, we're trying to keep the goals taken over. Like we, we probably didn't play well against Mead in the league, and we had two bad games in a row. So we reviewed that. We, like, we were after releasing them back to their clubs, so they just looked a bit tired. So this week, now and the last week is a clear run for Cork. None of them have gone back to their clubs, so hopefully they'll they'll be sitting ready. And hopefully this week we'll, we'll get no injuries either. And we'll go into the game. Look, we'll go into the game of confidence. But again, look, semi finals are definitely one. We, we'll have to be at our best to beat Derry, which I think the goals. It's in them, you know. I think it's definitely in them. But again, we have to go perform at the occasion. Lowland Park, we felt like Morgie. It's it's a great venue, so we we have to be at our best. And hopefully, the goals. I thought in lay yesterday to enjoy this week semi finals of all Ireland. Don't come and don't come along that often. So they need to embrace it and enjoy it as well. You know, it's all it's all, all pressure. Exactly, indeed they do. On Sunday, the 24th of July at 4pm as part of a doubleheader of the Glen Dimplex all Ireland Intermediate Camogie Championship semi-finals. First up at 2 o'clock is Galway versus Mead and then that's followed by Cork versus Derry at 4 as I said, UPMC, Nolan Park and Kilkenny. From everybody here on the bench, uh, Trevor Coleman, the very best of luck to you, your management team and your players. Thanks a million, and hopefully we'll be talking again preparing for an all final. Yeah, apologies there. Uh, obviously, that wasn't um, Joe Carroll ahead of the under-16 clash in Neen on Wednesday. It was Trevor Coleman ahead of the uh, intermediate semi-final in the Camogie. Um, but best of luck to both sides. Uh, best of luck to Cork on Wednesday night as well. Uh, some more audio to bring you from Croke Park. Um, Limerick cornerback Barry Nash has been speaking to Ashling O'Reilly. Um, of course, uh, converted uh, forward into a back. Uh, three in a row, All-Ireland champions Limerick. Uh, here's Barry. Barry, congratulations. 2022 All-Ireland Champions, three in a row. It's unbelievable. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great feeling. Um, I suppose at the start of the year, we, we spoke about the three in a row. Um, but I suppose from then on, we just took it game by game. Um, and it brought us to today, and thankfully we got over the line. 
And what a game out there. Two exceptional teams. Kilkenny, they just didn't lie down. They really put up a massive fight. 100%. You're never going to get that with Kilkenny. They're a phenomenal team and great great bunch of lads. I know a few of them personally from being with the college and stuff. Um, great men and uh, great herders. Um, so we knew what we were coming into today. It was going to be a tough battle right to the end like it was. And defensively for Limerick, he's just looked so solid. Yeah, look, we were solid enough until the two goal chances came. Um, we'll, we'll look over that and see see where we were wrong. But um, yeah, look, I've, I've, I suppose with me in the full back with Nicky and goals, it starts with um, two boys alongside me there in full back line are incredible. Um, and sure the three lads in half back line have they've done they've their names made for themselves already. You know, you know. And you've won four All Irelands in five years. Like this is stuff of dreams. Yeah, look, especially being from Limerick, I suppose we haven't won too many in in re, or in, in in the past. But um, yeah, look, we're going to keep driving on. We're an ambitious group, and we're going to keep trying to, to to bring back more silver back to Limerick. And John Kiley, what is he like as a manager? Uh, look, he's he's incredible. Um, the passion that he has for the game, he's he's massive. Shows massive leadership for us. Um, just a phenomenal man. And what does this mean to your family, to the Limerick people, to your club? Sure, it means the world to them. Um, over the last few years, I haven't seen like the buzz around Limerick. I've just seen it in the standard of of underage games, in senior, intermediate games. All these, the level has just gone up another notch. People want to play hurling. They want to play for their county, um, and I think it's just great. And hopefully, we can keep it going to the future. What happens now? Massive celebrations for the next while? Yeah, for the next few days, anyway, we'll enjoy it. But I know I have a, I have a club game on Friday, so I'm going to have to get ready for that. <laughs> Straight back down to earth. Thanks, exactly. Emily Barry. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, that's you know, the old split seasons. Great fellas coming back off the back of uh, going away and winning Ireland, having to celebrate it and going straight back into their club six days later. Great success. Um, anyway, yeah, look, moving on from the hurling altogether. Uh, one All Ireland final done, and the last one on the way, of course. Kerry versus Galway in the All Ireland Senior Football Final. I was in Croke Park last Sunday. And uh, it made up for a lot of a lot of loss, I suppose, over the last uh, couple of years uh, as a Kerry fan. Um, beating the Dubs, um, that's all I wanted to see. Really, I'm not going to be able to go to the final, uh, so I just wanted to go and see the the semi final, and it, it makes up for it anyway. Uh, it's like you know, watching Kerry lose in 15 and 19, and uh, Jesus, the way they won it, uh, it was it was a great day. Um, I wouldn't put it up there as uh, I think Colm O'Rourke said it was the greatest sporting occasion he was ever at. Uh, it's probably not for me. Uh, that for me is still the the Limerick replay uh, in 2014 against Mayo in the semi final. That was another level altogether. But um, as far as moments go, I suppose it's probably the biggest biggest sporting moment I've witnessed. All right, uh, the Sean O'Shea kick. Um, but uh, look, uh, you're, you're never going to be stuck for for great sporting moments when you're following uh, GAA because you know you could easily say the same thing today. You witness something special as well. So uh, every time you go to Croke Park, really, you're going to see something fantastic. Um, so uh, anyway, we'll, we'll cool the jets because there's a lot of fellas getting into hot water with, with grandioso statements uh, this <laughs> this weekend over you know uh, the the All Blacks beating the All Blacks and all that and it being the greatest moment in Irish sporting history. So anyway. We won't get into that, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear some audio. I was in uh, the Glen Eagle Hotel, uh, well, the INEC for the media day Thursday. I spoke to Jack O'Connor, uh, spoke to Mial Quark and Dermot Murphy as well, who were selectors, and spoke to Shane Ryan and Tyg Morley. And you can hear um, the lads next week. Uh, Rory is going to uh, bring you them on uh, next Saturday. Uh, but uh, before we finish up here, let's hear from the boss, Jack O'Connor. 
Jack, I suppose, back in an, an All-Ireland final again, which I suppose would have been the first goal and that's achieved now and obviously the ultimate goal now is on the horizon. Yeah, uh, obviously it was a big step to last day to get to the final, uh, first of all, and, and uh, obviously you know, the aim is, is, is to get our heads, heads, heads right and, and, and um, prepare well for the for, for the big day in, in two weeks time but you know that's a big it's a big step and, and uh, good bit of work to do before the final I suppose looking back on Sunday there was obviously periods of the game where it was total, Kerry were totally dominant against Dublin and then maybe had that period in the second half which there was a kind of similar period as well against Mayo where they just got on top uh, for about 10 minutes or so and, and really put, put Kerry under pressure is that something that you should have to look at and, and find out why that happened and and eliminate that that kind of possibility of it happening again. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's we're well aware that it happened and and and, and uh, you know we wish we we could flick a switch and, and prevent it from happening. But you know it's it's something we have to work through. We need a more even performance for across the four quarters, and that's going to be a big game now in the next couple of weeks to, to try and prepare for that. I suppose uh, just one worry: Gavin Hoyce went off in the second half. Do you, do you know what happened there? Well. Yeah, he obviously had a, you know, jarred his knee or, or whatever. But you know, we we have no definitive report on this, on, on the injury yet. Uh, so we're hoping to get that in the next two days. But yeah, he has to he has to be a doubt. And um, with the way the game, I suppose, went on Sunday, like it, a game like that, I suppose, makes up for five weeks of training. Like that, that's stuff that you can't replicate. Yeah, well, you'd hope a game of that intensity would stand to the lads. Uh, you know that, that they have to recover well from it. I mean, it was a very taxing game, and that so recovery now and and and, uh, and rest is is really important. Uh, the amount of training between here and the final would be minimal because you know of the short turnaround. So uh, you'd be hoping that the game will bring the lads on. Um, I suppose we heard you say after the game that you didn't expect Shawnee to put it over the bar and obviously then the final whistle there's uh, I suppose I haven't seen you celebrate like that in, in, in a long time was that just like pure ecstasy or was it a bit of relief or? relief for more than anything else you know you know, it's a very emotional game and a tight game so you know it's like a release valve then when the final whistle blew so uh, yeah but we'd have to come down there fairly quickly now and prepare for the final I suppose even with um, the game the timings and everything last Sunday was almost like a dry run. Is is that very helpful to players that you know they they can replicate now what they did last Sunday in terms of when they ate and everything like that? Yeah, well you'd hope so, yeah, because routine players like routine coming up to a big game, and uh, you'd be hoping that that'll be help. How much of a different challenge are Galway compared to, to what you've come up against all year? I suppose it's been a strange year. Even Munster was a strange campaign, and then to come into two games against Mayo and Dublin, who've been like so strong over the last ten years. Uh, what, what kind of a, a challenge does Galway represent? on Sunday week yeah obviously a big challenge they're a good footballing side and they have good experience on the line with, with, with Joyce and Keane O'Neill and, and, and those boys and uh, we're under no illusions this is going to be a, a huge huge task for us and uh, the sooner we you know we, we come back down to earth after the doubling game the better like with, with the way Galway went extra time against Armad there's, there's plenty I suppose to analyse there and all the different kind of stages they went through in those games um, is it I suppose handy to have like that much data on a team having to gone the distance in that game? And look every team has data in each other this time of year you know the, video, the, 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 the videos are shared and, and you know there isn't much now that opposition don't know about about, about the, the other team so uh, look I, I wouldn't pay a big store on that we know, we know their strengths and 
we have a, a fair idea of, of, of what makes them tick. So, you know, we, we, we'll have to try and, and get our heads around that now in the next few days. Yeah, Jack O'Connor there uh, speaking Thursday at the Kerry GA Press Day ahead of uh, next Sunday's All-Ireland Football Final. And uh, you can hear uh, more from that Press Day next Saturday on the Big Red Bench with Rory. <clears throat> I also spoke to uh, Michal Quirk, Dermot Murphy and uh, Shane Ryan Tugmorley. Tugmorley told a, a great story about his, his first All-Ireland Final as well, uh, which of course just had to be 2000 against Galway. So um, yeah, that great. Uh, look, uh, looking forward to to, to bringing that to you uh, next weekend that's it for us Uh, we're out of time what a day of sport that was Limerick three in a row champions Cameron Smith uh, stealing the Clark jog away from Rory McIlroy in in the final round of the Open at St Andrews Um, and uh, yeah loads loads more as well going on but uh, yeah big week ahead as well big weekend of Camogie coming up next weekend so you can get all all of that here on the Big Red Bench and also Jar's Women in Sport podcast every Thursday at afternoon that's it for us if you missed us check out redfm.e and get the podcast uh, Big Red Bench uh, we'll be back next weekend Missed the show grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM